Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. We're coming at you live from Charlotte the next two days at the ACC's annual football kickoff event. Same time, same bat channel as the saying goes. We'll just be surrounded by Clemson's Dabo Sweeney, all the other head coaches, each school bringing a couple of their star players as well. So look for those interviews tomorrow and Thursday. We have a classic sports movie challenge later this hour. We have Roddy Jones joining us from ESPN and the brand new ACC Network live in about 30 minutes. And joining us now... As promised, a guy who recently helped our country win a gold medal. It was the USA Basketball U19 team that claimed that top title at the FIBA World Cup. You know him as the former legendary player, now the legendary head coach at North Carolina Central University and one of the coaches now on Team USA. Lavelle Moten, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? DG, what's up, man? Thank you for having me. It's great to have you. You told us before you headed to Greece, uh, wearing that red, white, and blue, that that was one of the many great honors you've received in your life. Tell us about the experience and just the vibe of, of wearing the red, white, and blue while on international soil as you were uh, one of the guys helping Team USA to that gold medal. You know, the the experience overall was just uh, amazing within itself. You know, uh, we, we, we began with training camp at uh, Colorado Springs uh, facilities and that's pretty much where every team goes and um, you know pretty much compete and we just had to select a team and that was really difficult more than anything because you have so many talented players that's involved a um, bunch of high major players from high school and you have some uh, current college players that's really good as well so just selecting the team was you know uh, a challenge within itself and once selected you have really a week and a half to put a game plan together and try to get these kids to buy into an offensive and defensive philosophy. And then you got to compete and you're going to compete against countries that's been established and competing together since they were 13, 14 years old. So you're behind the eight ball, even though you may be uh, super talented and coach Weber and uh, Mike Hopkins, um, they did a wonderful job of, you know, getting the kids to buy in and, Sometimes we had to have some reality checks and a, a coming to Jesus meeting, so on and so <laughs> forth. And I coached those guys the same way that I coached my North Carolina Central basketball team. You know, because for me it was it was so personal because I was the HB the first HBCU uh, coach to ever be associated with it, associated with Team USA. So you know, I had a cloud over my head where I didn't want the blame to be on me in case yeah. it didn't work out, you know, and yeah. maybe that was fair or unfair for whatever reason, but it's just how I was built and how I'm wired. And I said, look, we have to get a gold medal to the point, like we're texting now and the guys like kind of, it's funny now, but when we were up, we were up 11 points with 40 seconds left and we turned the ball over and we called timeout and I flipped on the guys. I was like, look, y'all ain't messing up my gold medal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was, that was the half, I mean, that was the uh, timeout speech, man. So, you know, it was so close and just to finally have a gold medal hanging from your neck, um, why the anthem is playing, you know, that was surreal. That was a surreal experience, unlike anything I've ever experienced. Lavelle Moten is with us. We always encourage folks to follow him on Twitter. It's easy to remember. It's his name, at Lavelle Moten. He has pearls of life wisdom there all the time. I saw a recent one, be selective in your battles. Sometimes peace is better than being right. 
Frankly, right. I could use that advice some of the time. Oh, we all can. I'm not we always great at that part, Coach. Me neither. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> um, given that, I don't know if you paid attention to the U.S. women's national team at all, but here you are, the first HBCU coach ever to be a part of Team USA in the basketball context. Mm-hmm. The U.S. women are, are overseas women winning the Women's World Cup. And yet we're in strange times, Coach. You know, I mean, even some Americans were mad at Megan Rapinoe or some of them even claimed to be rooting against Team USA because she said this or said that or they're not going to visit the White House after they win or, you know, the rest of that, just where we are as a society. Did you feel any of that while wearing the red, white, and blue and claiming that gold medal or did you guys just kind of – you know, smoothly claim your gold medal without any of the controversy that followed uh, the U.S. women? You know, we we smoothly claimed ours, but you could feel the energy from the other teams um, in terms of how they played. And, you know, a lot of times if, if they had a dunk or a huge shot or a huge three, they would run down looking at our bench screaming. Like, it just means more to them. I think what we got to ultimately understand is America is considered the, the best country in the world. And I think oftentimes we kind of forget that because we are products of America uh, for the most part. And the other thing we got to understand is that everybody don't like the the, the favorite, you yep. know, including people in America. And I, I guess that's why um, some of the backlash occurs and some of the cheering against the Americans happen because everybody, it's human nature to kind of cheer for the underdog. Yep. And even if you're watching a U, U.S. basketball team or uh, a women's soccer team competing against someone who's considered an underdog, it's kind of human nature to kind of cheer for the underdog, I guess. But, you know, I know what side we came out on, and I I personally would rather be on that side 10 out of 10 times than, you know, being the underdog or losing and not coming home with a gold medal. A lot changed in the NBA, a league that you know really, really well during your time away with all those uh, free agency decisions. Before we get into that and maybe like your new team to beat in the NBA since uh, most of the free agents have made their decisions, I loved one of your recent tweets. Basically, uh, you set up a hypothetical where you say, hey, DG, I'll give you $100,000 to jump out of a plane with no parachute. And, of course, I would have been done, dumb enough to say, uh, no, Coach, right, not a right. good idea. Tell, tell us how that story ends and what is the moral of that story. Um, you know, one of, one of my – I call them like my OGs, and, um, you know, it was real interesting. Some of the smartest people I met never had an education in life, yeah. right? And in the housing projects that I grew up in in Raleigh, a place called Lane Street, we had this guy on the corner. His we his nickname was One Time. To this day, I don't know his government name. <laughs> and, you know, it was his way of panhandling in a sense, but he stood outside with a bucket, and instead of performing and singing, you would just put some money into the bucket, and he would give you a quote and a word of huh. the day, right? <laughs> and that was his way of panhandling. And I remember when I was young, he told me, he said, man, if I gave you $100,000 to jump out of a uh, a plane with no parachute, would you do it? And I said, no. And he said, but what if I told you the plane was already on the ground? <laughs> and he said, the moral of the story is stop speaking before you have and gather all the facts. Yeah. And I've tried to utilize that. That's one of the most profound 
pieces of advice I've ever received in my life, and it came from a guy who didn't have a formal education, didn't complete high school. He was just on the block panhandling, and that's how he made his living, and he just chose to share it with me. So I try to exercise that. So a lot of my tweets are stuff that yeah. uh, or, or quotes or nuggets of wisdom that's been instilled in me since, you know, I was a kid. I love it, man. You can't paint a picture any better than that, right? You just <laughs> lost $100,000 by not asking whether the plane was already on the ground or not. Come right, on. Right, know absolutely. the facts before uh, you open your mouth is the moral of the story. I love it. That is among the many pearls of wisdom you can find on Twitter at Lavelle Moten or, of course, as Coach joins us from time to time here on the David Glenn Show. All right, you have your own college basketball season to look right. forward to. But, man, there were some big headlines in the NBA. Is there a new favorite coach? I mean, you know, LeBron now has Anthony Davis with the Lakers, but Kawhi got Paul George to join him with the Clippers, and KD and Kyrie are together with the Nets, and now Russell Westbrook and James Harden are reunited with the Houston Rockets. Wow. It, it just feels like a different world where, I mean, maybe you have a favorite or two, but it doesn't seem like there's anybody who stands out the way there usually is. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like the the emergence of the parody how it used to be. It was always two really good players on the team with one potential third star. And I think it's going back to that. I'm a, I'm a huge Celtics fan. So, um, you know, just the addition with us having, having Kemba, yep. but we, we lost uh, Al Horford as well. I hate to lose him, but you know, we'll be looking a little different in the East as well, but you hear these inklings and these rumblings and, you know some of these players, and you kind of ask them about it, and they kind of give you a clue and to protect their confidentiality. You kind of know where they're going before it lands, but you're just, you just kind of think they're pulling your legs, saying, no way this guy's going here. Right. And then eventually he does. And, you know, I, I just think it's a new age NBA. Um, I like it. I think the players have a lot of freedom and movement because for years people were complaining about um, not having enough rights and enough liberty and enough freedom in terms of their overall movement. So I, I, I like it, and I love the parody that's associated with it, and I think the NBA is going to be more fun this year than, than any that we can think of in recent memory because at the end of the day, in the last several years, we knew who were going to be in the yeah. conference finals. Like uh, a five-year-old could project it was going <laughs> to be the Warriors and the, and the Cleveland Cavaliers when Brown was with Cleveland. Right. And, you know, I think this year was kind of open a little bit. We knew it was going to be the Warriors. We just didn't know who was going to come out the East. But now you don't know who's coming out the East nor the West. So I think it, it makes fun for some exciting brand of basketball. Last thing for you, I know you keep in touch with a countless number of NBA players. I forget to what degree you're close with Chris Paul. Right. But he's 34 years old. Right. He just gets shipped away from the Houston Rockets the only thing missing on his resume I mean you just got your gold medal he has gold medals but you know he's never won a college or pro championship even though I think he's one of the greatest point guards that our state has Absolutely. ever produced what do you make of you know, I, I mean is he temporarily in Oklahoma City he doesn't want to stay in a rebuilding place as he's 34 years old does he yeah it's, it's, it's funny that you ask man because I felt so bad about his situation. Um, you know, I, I, I just talked to Chris two days ago, okay. and I just told him, we didn't even really talk about the situation. I said, man, are you good? Are you okay? 
Um, because I, I just instantly think of the relocation of your family and yeah. all the stuff that you don't want to do. Now, he got a trillion dollars in the bank, so that helps yeah, right. more. <laughs> he ain't got to call two men in the truck. Like <laughs> you know, that, so that, that helps a little more, but that's where my mind goes. And I said, look, man, I just want you to know I'm praying for you, and it's going to work out. I kind of foresee things happening as OKC buying out his contract because I didn't think they wanted to take on a hundred and. $20 million contract right. or, or whatever it is, they don't see themselves as a legitimate contender. I thought it's someone who could possibly utilize a point guard and become a uh, a potential contender and be willing to eat up Chris' contract. I thought that was going to be the Miami Heat, in all honesty. Um, but I don't see that happening right now. But, you know, the NBA has a way of kind of working itself yep. out. And it's this thing in the NBA called guaranteed contracts where mm. you can be upset, but on the 1st and the 15th of each month, you're not as upset as you thought you would be, and especially when um, you got to divide $30 million by 12. I'm sure that check looks really good. So Chris, is he, he seemed in good spirits when I saw him. I hope he gets on with the team and get a chance because he was so close uh, a couple of years ago. And I think right now what happens to every basketball player, and we hate to see it, is Father Time eventually catches up with you. Right and and your skills yeah. start to yeah. decrease a little bit and it's it's a little more difficult to recover from injuries and and so on and so forth. But you know he still has something left in the tank and he his leadership, if nothing else, can be provided on a team and help you know them get over the hump and potentially reach the final. Real quick, I saw when you tweeted that photo with the championship trophy as Coach Moten, of course, was with, again, USA Basketball in Greece. <laughs> they win the U19 FIBA World Cup. The hashtag was one month without a haircut. Oh, man. Now, I, really I, 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 I wasn't even sure, like, were you just being serious? You went a month or longer without a haircut, and man. how dramatically different is that from the normal course of things? Man, I normally get a haircut every three days okay. when I'm in town. Oh, so, you know, it's it started at the, in Colorado Springs, and they had like a barber up there. And I, I told the kids to go first. I said, y'all go first because I don't know this barber. And, you know, I'm loyal to my Gu barber. Guinea pigs it, in front of Coach Moten, yeah, right? Yeah, like, See what happens. Like it's, it's, a, it's the pecking order in here. And I saw how he cut their hair, and I said, nah, you know, so I'm, I'm not doing that. And then I got the grease, and it was – I wasn't going to let anyone experiment on my head. And so one moment I would just wake up and I look in the mirror and I look like a 70s dad. Like I look like Lamont Sanford or Isaac from the love boat. I'm like, look how thick my mustache. Like it was crazy, man. But it was well worth it. I, I would have been an unhappy camper, man, if we would have came back and I had to sacrifice my looks. And I was, I was ashamed to FaceTime my wife. Because I didn't want her to see me like, like, hey, don't leave me, but I know I look like a 70s dad. You still love me? My kids were like, Daddy, what are you doing? Like, it, it just didn't look or feel right. So I just kind of made fun of myself before everyone else could. Lavelle Moten is like a box of chocolates. You just never know what you're going to get. An Isaac reference from the love boat is yeah, what he drops on us today. I love it. You, you always have something new and different for us, man. Congratulations, and thank you for bringing the gold medal home. It's great to have you back, and you know we'll be knocking on your door again soon. Man, I appreciate y'all as usual, man. Take care, and thank you for having me. You too, Coach. Lavelle Moten of North Carolina Central University on Twitter at Lavelle Moten, Raleigh Prep Star. NC Central superstar as a player and now has put the Eagles on the, the March Madness map many times, one of those darlings of the month of March in college basketball. He and his family at this point, they've been there so many times, sometimes uh, 
the kids at the podium with Coach Moten at Lavelle Moten on Twitter. Appreciate him dropping by on Life Sports Basketball and hashtag one month without a haircut. He looks good no matter what, right? I mean, I'm getting all, I get my haircut all the time. I'm a sport clips guy, as you all know. I'm about once a month haircut. Did he say three days? He doesn't like to get he out. He said of con- three days. That's what yeah. I thought he said. When he's in town, he gets his haircut every three days. How often do you get your haircut? I'm uh, like three or four weeks. Okay. I mean, not, that's normal. Isn't yeah. It? yeah. A month? I feel like that's normal. I, I think, don't like for it to I ever it look is. like I need a haircut is the thing. So sometimes I'll go on the early end of that. But uh, that, that's got to be his philosophy with the every three days. Thing. Uh, I got the double MVP at Sport Clips just for the record. It is the month of July. And I remember because I cut a promo along these lines. The month of July, you get the double MVP for the price of one. I walked out of there like high on life. You know what I mean? Like I needed to, I could have been pulled over for driving while intoxicated. And I would have said, officer, I haven't had any alcohol to drink under at all. Under the influence of I'm, the MVP. I'm, I'm under the influence of the Sport Clips MVP, and I'm pretty sure that's not against the law. The double MVP, Darren, it took me a while to come back to earth a little bit. It was 0.00 on the breathalyzer, and yet I was just walking on air, man, after my most recent trip to Sport Clips. Again, the double MVP for the price of one in the month of July. And if you don't like the double hot towel treatment, They'll give you the chill towel instead of the hot towel, if that's your thing. It's been hot a lot of days here in the great state of North Carolina in the month of July. Shout out to Matt and Sport Clips, our good friends with more than 70 locations across the great state of North Carolina. Roddy Jones on college football. In about 15 minutes or so, we're headed to the ACC's annual kickoff event Our shows tomorrow and Thursday will be live from Charlotte as Clemson's Dabo Sweeney and many other head coaches drop by, some of the star players in the league as well. We'll get into some of those college football issues on the front end, including the new ACC Network with Roddy Jones of ESPN and the ACC Network. That's later this hour. On the other side, we have another classic sports movie challenge. I believe intern Phillip is next in the crosshairs. Listeners have won pretty cool prizes by correctly identifying, in recent examples, The Sandlot, Caddyshack, Major League, and other classic sports movies as voted by our statewide listeners. The way the rules work, Darren cues up some audio. First one to correctly identify the movie gets the prize. And then in the aftermath, an intern, today Philip, representing App State, dazzles us with details, and they manage to do it every time. You think you know a movie that you've loved for so long, and they still find fascinating yet little-known facts, dazzling details, as we like to call them, fun facts, if you will, about those classic sports movies. I'm not allowed to say the name of the movie now because that would defeat the purpose. Darren is queuing up the audio. Intern Philip will join me on this side of the glass. The classic sports movie challenge, then Roddy Jones on college football. We're glad you're with us on the David Glenn Show. Mike Krzyzewski joining us. We asked folks you work with at Duke if you've changed or mellowed over the years. Well, you know, mellow is having a glass of wine and looking over, you know, the sunset, you know. <laughs> uh, I don't see how you can be mellow and coach a game. That can't happen. If it does, then you shouldn't be coaching. Keep it here on the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Roddy Jones on college football in a little bit more than 10 minutes. Classic sports movie challenge right now. Darren is queuing up the audio. The Sandlot, 
Caddyshack, and Major League are the three most recent examples where you, the listener, correctly identified the audio after hearing it. And then an intern on this side of the glass. Today, it's intern Philip representing with distinction Appalachian State University. The interns have been tasked with digging out fun facts, dazzling details, if you will. You think you know a movie, and you might know every line, but the interns are asked to find fascinating facts that are lesser known from some of these top 50 movies as you have voted them as David Glenn Show listeners. Roddy Jones later on college football as we head to Charlotte tomorrow for the ACC's kickoff event. Tomorrow and Thursday we'll be interviewing coaches and players. Quick updates from elsewhere in the sports world. Reggie Bullock, the former UNC star, signed a two-year $8 million deal to join the New York Knicks. He averaged 11 points a game last year with the Pistons and the Lakers. Reggie is 28 years old, six seasons in the NBA, two years, $8 million. The second year is a team option for the Knicks. Grayson Allen, former Duke star, scored a team-high 17 points last night as his new NBA team, the Memphis Grizzlies, actually won the Vegas Summer League title. The MVP of that league, by the way, Gonzaga forward Brandon Clark. Guy I loved watching in college. I really enjoyed as an NBA prospect, number 21 overall, he went to the Memphis Grizzlies. He was the MVP of that summer league, which consists of first and second year professional players. Really quickly, the Madden 20 video game player ratings are also out. Tom uh, Cam Newton got an 84 ranking. There's all sorts of videos with these players, not Cam that I've seen so far, but other players saying, oh, I should have been ranked higher, I should have been ranked higher, etc., Patrick Mahomes got a 97 rating in Madden 20. That's the highest rated quarterback. Tom Brady's next at 96. Phillip Rivers next at 94. So Phillip Rivers has a higher ranking. Aaron Rodgers got a 90. Russell Wilson, 91. Andrew Luck, 92. Cam's 84 sounds poor in comparison to those, but he did crack the top 10. That's just the Madden 20 video game. As we go to the classic sports movie challenge, we need contestants. We like winners, and we will create one here. If the first person doesn't correctly identify the movie that Darren is queuing up, the second person will get a chance. You can dial 1-800-849-2761 to be on that list. Intern Philip is by my side, ready with his dazzling details. Frankly, Darren, in the DG Show 2020 video game, intern Will gets a 97, given how he broke down the water boy, right? And intern Philip would be much more of a Tom Brady character with the 96 video rating that he got for his description previously of Caddyshack, correct? All right, today's video, which I've managed to make it two and a half hours without saying the name of the title out loud, and I'm very proud of that, given past mistakes along those lines. Darren, cue up the audio. We'll give away a prize now. Hopefully everybody in our statewide listening audience can identify this one. It is one of the greatest, we call them, classic sports movies of all time. We will be perfect in every aspect of the game. You drop a pass, you run a mile. You miss a blocking assignment, you run a mile. You fumble the football, and I will break my foot off in your John Brown hind parts. Yeah. And then you will run a mile. Perfection. <laughs> That's very well done. That was short but sweet. I think most people can identify that. Did we ask the interns to switch sports, Darren? 
because we've had two from the baseball world. We've had one from the golf world in the past. We've had boxing well-represented, hockey well-represented, football well-represented, and others, basketball for sure. We didn't ask, I don't think, but uh, intern Philip did get to pick this movie, right? Yeah, he went with football, which is, of course, top of mind. With don't, us say the name, don't say the name, don't nope. say the name, don't no, say the name, don't say the name. Let's pick a winner, and then we'll get intern Philip with his dazzling details on the classic sports movie of the day. Gary in Kernersville, can you name that classic sports movie? Yeah, man, that's Remember the Titans. You're darn right it is. And who was that famous actor channeling that famous character? Do you know? That's Denzel. That's correct. As, as Coach Herman Boone of T.C. Williams High School in Alexander, Alexandria, Virginia. That is an Onions performance by Gary in Kernersville. He is today's winner in the Classic Sports Movie Challenge. Oh, we, I'm so happy I can't even feel my arms. We turn to intern Philip. Now, in the 2021 edition of the David Glenn Show video game, we could drop intern Phillips' 96 rating, right? If he's not as good today on Remember the Titans as he was on Caddyshack. No, we're just kidding. We don't have numerical rankings for our interns, do we? I don't think we have a video I game don't. either, so <laughs> I'm just goofing around. <laughs> Philip, uh, good to have you back on this side of the glass. What is dazzling detail number one on Remember the Titans? Well, just a fair warning. This is one of my favorite movies. Researching this movie was a little bit interesting for me because... Good. Based on a true story, it's always dangerous there with, with the embellishment of Disney and, and, and filmmakers. But my first dazzling detail, number one, is Ronnie Sunshine Bass was not the hippie that he was portrayed in the film. This Again, this is, this is kind of bittersweet for me because it's yeah. interesting to know. But you like to envision the, all of the Truth characters being true. So Ronnie uh, mentioned in an interview after the movie was released that his hair was never actually that long. <laughs> and most of the guys on the actual Titan team had longer hair, including Gary Bertier. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you get into money with this move, with your dazzling details at all? Like box office money or anything? A, li a little bit. All right, it, I'll, it, I'll, I'll just hold off on that. Go ahead to dazzling detail number two. So also going with that same Ronnie Bass yep. uh, detail or character, I should say, the scene where Ronnie kisses Gary is fictional. <laughs> <And> <laughs> if you all remember that yes. scene in the locker room, and of course the guys uh, give Gary a hard time for it, but that is fictional. Um, the team also did not coordinate a dance on the field before warmups. That is fictional. They did do a, uh, a knee slap clap kind of rhythm, but they did not coordinate the dance to uh was that we are we are the titans we are the titans that's a that's Good a work. uh that's a chant that my swim team actually does before swim team of uh, swim team uh events and i think it's widely held across Interesting. Um, it's not most, like your team's the Titans. It's not. You, it's just you a motivational thing. Yeah, you substitute whatever your okay. mascot is. So I've right. heard that in multiple places, yeah. which I think is interesting. Lot, I think it's safe to say a lot of like youth sports teams yeah. probably Why don't we do this that? before shows? Yeah. <laughs> we are the DG show. We are the DG. Come on. Maybe t starting tomorrow, Darren. Come I on, like it. Set the pace. All right. Intern Philip. But I wonder if intern Philip, you know, the headlines for our great nation involve some racial tension. In case you hadn't seen, stick to sports, right? The T.C. Williams High School, of course, fundamental to the story is the integration of the high schools in the early 1970s at a time when such things were incredibly explosive. The movie is from 2000. 
the story was released in 2000. The story, though, is from 1971, I believe. So mm -hmm. uh, consciously or subconsciously, intern Philip has selected a movie incredibly symbolic here on July 16th, 2019, and I salute him for doing so. Go ahead to dazzling detail number three. Yeah, this is a this is a cooler detail that I found. Uh, the the theme song for the movie it's entitled Titan Spirit. Most of y'all would probably recognize this. I think we we found the audio earlier, uh, and it's a very recognizable sound. But this film soundtrack is an instrumental medley, mainly taken from the film score of uh, Coach Boone and Coach Yo's inspirational speeches. Um, the song was actually used during the 2008 Democratic National Convention to accompany the celebration and fireworks at Mile High Stadium in right. Denver after future President Barack Obama gave his nomination acceptance speech and was also used at the presidential election when he had his victory, of course. Um, that song also was used for the New York Yankees receiving their rings in 2009 and the New York Mets commemorating, excuse me, their event to close out their longtime home, the Shea Stadium. And as of 2015, it's been played during the Olympics a lot as well. And I love when it, whenever that that song comes on, that theme, it's, it kind of gives me chills. It's one of my favorite, favorite movies. Hey, Darren, mark this down. He just made me think of something. When we do launch our campaign for whatever government, uh, you know, governor, president, uh, school council or anything uh, in between those particular uh, levels, when artists are emailing you as my campaign manager saying, don't let that rotten, no good, horrible candidate use my song. That's a bad sign, bad sign. And if we were a candidate that had people trippingly over each other to volunteer their inspirational songs for our various platforms, that's a good sign. Bad, bad politician. <laughs> has people saying, stop using my music, you racist bigot. Good politician says, hey, how'd you like to try this for your inspirational message? Just a quick aside for when that day comes for us. Intern Philip, on to the next dazzling detail on Remember the Titans. So on that same note of, of the T.C. Williams 1971 team, the real team actually went 13-0, and only giving up 45 points total that season. So the, the narrative of them being an underdog was, was embellished a little bit yeah. by Disney. Um, they, were, they were heavy favorites in most of their games. Um, that included nine shutouts. And the 1971 Titans also won the state championship in Virginia 27 to nothing. And so the game was also played at noon. And so... The storybook ending of uh, Rev's fake 23 blast with a backside <laughs> George reverse uh, doesn't have the same effect in a 27 to nothing game. Fake 23 blast with a backside George reverse like your life depended upon it. Let's go. <laughs> Liberties were taken by the, the Walt Disney Company while putting together Remember the Titans. That's all right. Just a mixed great story, a little bit greater. Well done, Philip. What else you got? So last couple details here it's lebron's favorite movie of all time all right. that's been been mentioned by him a few times uh but the last detail i have is the in real life it was a toilet thrown through coaches coach boone's house when when he was a, attacked seemingly by a, a overzealous fan uh who threw a brick in the movie through his window um and, and frightened his family 
It was actually a toilet, but the filmmakers thought that that would potentially bring some laughs in a in a very serious and and very uh, you know heavy heavy time heavy circumstance. So they they substituted a brick. Probably a good call. Did they tell Coach Boone to go back where he was from? Go back, go back where you're from. Did that happen? Is it 1971, Darren, or is it 2019? What's to, what's what's today's date? It's, Ju- it's July 16th. What year? What year are we in? 2019. It, last you time sure? I checked. You promise me? That's, that's it's what... it's 2019 right now. It's not 1971, right? It's not. Tell me it's not. It's not. Promise me? It's not 1971. Yet these things are still happening. They are. It's just a different name and a different time. That's what it is. America should be better, shouldn't it? I agree. All right, intern Philip, any more dazzling details for us as we turn to college football with Roddy Jones dropping by? I think that's it. I mean, this is a great movie. There's we were searching through audio before the show, and it's just a it lot is, of a lot of great. a lot of clips that'll give you chills for when, sure. When we do our top fifty, and we collected those votes over a period of many years. It, it ends up being in, like, the top ten. A lot of people, it's their number one. It, it might be top five. I don't have that yeah. list in front of me right now, but it's about as good as it gets when it comes to classic sports movies. I'm glad you chose it. Very well done. We can uh, bump up Phillip's rating for next year's video game here on the David Glenn Show. Thank you for being on the side of the glass. Roddy Jones has worked for ESPN and the now the brand-new ACC Network. We'll see him in Charlotte tomorrow and Thursday, the former Georgia Tech running back and team captain on all things college football, next on the David Glenn Show. Ruffin McNeil, welcome back. I know we'll always be a huge part of you and your family. You know, this will be my last coaching stop. After this, yeah, maybe join you on the radio show or Amen. do some of that. Yeah. We'll be, we'll be doing some remote shows from your boat in the middle of the Caribbean somewhere <laughs> if I have my way. You're listening to the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. The Big 12, the American Athletic Conference, and the SEC already have started their college football celebrations. They've been in their media days yesterday and today. Quick aside as we bring in Roddy Jones, ESPN, and the brand-new ACC Network analyst, the former Georgia Tech running back and team captain. From the AAC meetings today, I thought ECU fans might want to hear this quote from the commissioner, Mike Oresco. We have no plans to add a member to replace UConn. We are not targeting anyone right now. That was from his State of the Union address to the assembled AAC media. We will be there for John Swafford's version of that in Charlotte over these next couple of days. Roddy Jones, I assume, will be there as well. Always look forward to seeing him. Roddy, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? I absolutely will be there. I am looking forward to seeing you as well. I'm doing great. And, DG, that was an excellent article uh, on the ACC Network. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was informative. And with all those numbers, it's tough to make it interesting, but you definitely did. Well, thank you for that. Just as your brilliance on the football field didn't just come with the flick of a switch, right, Roddy? You sweated all summer long so you could dazzle us in September through November. Uh, It was a three-month journey to put that article together. So I'm glad you and others appreciated it. With that in mind, and it'll be somewhere in the pecking order of uh, major topics when we go to Charlotte tomorrow, have they asked you to go door-to-door yet as a pitch man for the new ACC (laughs) network? And, and like, where do you even place that in the bigger picture of what we're about to experience as every angle of ACC football is explored these next two days? 
Well, they have they haven't had to ask me. I've been going door to door telling anybody who will listen anyway. Uh, I'm I'm fired up. I'm fired up to be a part of it. So uh, so I've been telling anybody who will listen, and uh, I just think it, it's going to be so great for the league. Obviously, the you know the, the the talk around it and the fact that we're so close, and and there's still some questions outstanding. Of course, it's going to make people people a little bit uh, on edge, especially the people who, who forget what it was like before, uh, forget these other launches that you detailed in that article. Um, but uh, this thing is going to be great. It, it's going to be fantastic. You know, whether it happens, whether the agreements happen tomorrow or in a couple months, when this thing is fully rolled out and you've got everybody on board, which has to happen because you've got one of the premier football conferences in the entire country, one of the premier uh, basketball conferences in the entire country, one of the premier baseball conferences in the entire country, the the premier women's soccer conference in the entire country, one of the premier lacrosse conferences in the entire country. And it's just like a few of the sports yeah. that, that are undeniably uh, uh, played at the highest level by the ACC. This thing's going to work, and it's great to be a part of it. Um, and, and so I'm, I'm really excited about the launch. One of the issues that will probe over these next two days, of course, is the ACC's football place in that national picture. As you mentioned, ACC football has been uh, one of the deeper leagues at times, but it's even more frequent in some of those other sports that you mentioned. With that in mind, as most of us pencil in Clemson, as usual, for number one in the ACC, who else jumps to mind as that team with the best chance to you know put together a clemson-like record <laughs> uh, well th- that's the million dollar question that's right? the question that everybody's going to debate over the next few days uh, the the three most likely to me because of the top end talent uh are are uh miami uh, obviously what they got back on defense the changes that they're going through on offense they can't be quite as anemic as they were last year at least you would think they can't um they've added uh, a, a great transfer receiver in kj osborne from from buffalo who's actually going to be at the media day i mean think about that cool. a transfer receiver um who just got there in the spring is coming to media days representing that school so uh, just shows you the leadership there. So they're going to be better at the receiver position. They've got a, a, a couple of great running backs. Um, and, and then whoever wins the quarterback position is going to have to win it. So that competition you would think would make them better. So so, so I, I look at Miami. I look at Florida State uh, with what they return on defense, um, with what they return on offense from a skill position standpoint with Cam Akers and Tamari on Terry. Uh, I look at those two guys as two of the elite skill players in the league. Uh, and then again, you get a quarterback battle um, that I think James Blackman has a firm hand on. And Kendall Bryles is going to transform that offense. You get a coach in there who's only going to focus on the offense. Everywhere he's gone, they've had fantastic offenses. So I don't know why people doubt the fact that when he gets to Florida State, that offense is going to take an uptick and it's going to be one of the elite offenses in the country because it's been like that every single place, and it's not like he's getting less talent yeah. going to Florida State than he has at previous places. So so I look at that, and I say Florida State's going to be better on offense. They're going to play uh, a good defense because of the talent there. So I look at them as a contender. And then Syracuse is the other one. And, and, and really, to me, the Syracuse thing hinges on the defense, the fact that they're going to be elite in the secondary, they're going to be elite on the defensive line, and they're going to be elite on special teams because the kicker-punter back, we don't talk about that much, but those two guys are elite in the college football game. The two uh, defensive ends, both 10-sack guys a year ago, and then the entire secondary being back uh, with some really good players, including Andre Sisco. 
Uh, I, I just think Syracuse is primed to be really, really good because that offense is going to churn no matter who's really pulling the signals. It's just a matter of how good they're going to be. I think they'll be good enough, and the defense is going to be really, really good. A reminder to everybody that it was Syracuse last year that besides Clemson was the breakthrough team in the ACC with a 10-win exactly. campaign for Dino Babers. So mark it down. Roddy Jones says keep an eye on FSU, Miami, and Syracuse besides, of course, the Clemson Tigers, your national champions in a, a four-straight ACC championship team. All right, here in North Carolina, of course, we have four ACC members. Which of those four are you most optimistic about this season and why? Uh, I, NC State's the one I'm most optimistic about. Um, and, and and I say that somewhat hesitantly because you're obviously replacing a 3,000-yard passer, a 1,000-yard rusher, and 2,000-yard receivers. Yeah. So, so uh, most schools would not be able to survive those those losses. But I think particularly at the running back position, I think NC State's going to be absolutely fine. Oh, and I didn't mention in that that they're also losing a first-round center. So right. no big deal. Yep. No big deal for NC State. Um but, but the depth that Dave that Dave Dorn has built there, uh, particularly um, when you when you look at the running back position and the offensive line, they've really been able to build some depth. Now, the one thing that worries me a little bit is that offensive line was dinged up for most of the spring, didn't get to practice together, which really puts a group that that needs to gel. Really puts them at a little bit of a disadvantage um, because all five of their projected starters missed uh, portions of the spring, which which is a little bit of a concern. But at the position they've got incredible talent i don't think they'll have two guys with a thousand pass yards or receiving yards again um but running back and receiver i'm not worried about defense i think they're going to be really good uh again this year um so i think nc state's probably the one i'm most optimistic about oh and the schedule the schedule is fantastic yeah. for nc state um wake forest though wake forest is the sleeper of the other one of those teams because they've got the best quarterback situation outside of clemson and virginia in the entire conference yeah, they have two guys they like in Wake at Wake Forest this year. Roddy Jones joining us from ESPN and the ACC Network. We'll, of course, follow up with more questions. Who knows? We'll, we might just stalk you and follow you around for two days in Charlotte when we're not doing the live portion of our show. Thanks for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you tomorrow, uh, and we really look forward to having you on as a representative of the, of the new ACC Network. So uh, keep up the good door-to-door -door work between now and August 22nd, and then we'll really put you to work after that, man. Thanks for the time. Looking forward to it. See you, uh, see you tomorrow. You got it. On Twitter, he is at RoddyJones20, at RoddyJones20. ESPN analyst and starting August 22nd officially ACC college ACC network college football analyst as well at Roddy Jones 20 on Twitter. Willie Taggart of Florida State will be among the more scrutinized coaches there next uh, next couple days. Dabo Sweeney, of course, everybody looks forward to seeing, but he's in the catbird seat. I mean, two national titles at a school that had only one, you know, its first 100 years. It has two under Dabo and four straight ACC titles on top of that. Mac Brown is among the new guys. So he'll be scrutinized to one degree or another. Scott Satterfield, formerly of App State, now with the Louisville Cardinals, probably won't have a great team right out of the gate, but among the new guys as well. Manny Diaz, remember, not exactly a new guy, but the former Miami defensive coordinator is now the head coach of the Hurricanes. So we always get all the head coaches we ask for in Charlotte. Uh, those will be among those across the table for, with us uh, over the next couple days. Final thoughts and TV picks as we come down the stretch next. 
UNC coach Roy Williams is joining us. You are uncomfortable with your name in the same sentence as Dean Smith. I know that I will never be as good as he was in, in any way. Yet when I hear people say those things, yeah, those things are pretty neat. I, but I try to make sure that's about as far as I go. Keep it here on the David Glenn Show. We are coming down the stretch on today's program. And down the stretch they come. Thanks to Jason Sobel, Lavelle Moten, and Roddy Jones for dropping by. Also to Joe DiMaggio and intern Phillip for their contributions to today's program. We're live from the ACC kickoff event tomorrow and Thursday. Hope you're with us on the David Glenn Show. Mr. President Barack Obama, welcome to the David Glenn Show. How are you? David, it's great to be on. It's wonderful to, to talk to the folks in North Carolina. I always say uh, I love the state of North Carolina, love the people of North Carolina. Even the folks who don't support me down there are nice to me. The David Glenn Show.